Hey, it's Pastor Linder, and I haven't done a drive-by in a few days. At least somebody told me that recently, and I I think it's been a minute since that happened. And it's a beautiful Saturday in central Ohio, and the weather has changed. We're coming up on Palm Sunday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday. It's going to be a great week. And uh, truly, if you don't have a place to worship and you're in the area, we'd love to have you at Grace Apostolic. 1170 Lancaster Avenue in Reynoldsburg and I uh, I hope you have a great week pray that uh, you would experience God's blessings what a wonderful season wonderful time of the year sometimes we will say you know I mean you can just decide it could be oh this week is going by so fast or this month really has gone by fast and then of course sometimes we'll look at the calendar and say wow it's already Sorry, the middle middle of April here, you know, and, and things are just moving along. And we, we say that so often, and we have Bible for that. In fact, in the New Testament, the Apostle James said, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Even a vapor. Now I don't I don't know if that means the Apostle James was into vaping. In fact, I rather doubt it. But he made a great point. He said, listen, this is so quick. Um, This thing we call life, and sometimes it feels so monumental and intense and uh, and things we can go through, both in the way of opportunities and even challenges, can almost seem larger than life, but life in its essence is just a vapor. And so we have to find the kind of wisdom, the kind of understanding that truly can come from God's Word. That's the best place to start. And we have to do what the psalmist prayed in Psalm 90, verse 12. He said, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. We have to do that. If not, you'll waste your life. This thing that comes and it's a gift from God, and it really does pass so quickly. Even, even if you live 80, 90 uh, years, some, some people that are able to have longevity and, and to that degree, but in the perspective of eternity, it's just not that long. So teach us to number our days. Teach us, O oh Lord, to realize the brevity of life so that we can grow in wisdom and understanding and And have the kind of focus that says, you know what, if God wills, I'll have tomorrow. But if if he does not, I won't. I I don't have any promise of this evening, next week, next month. We have to plan like we'll be here and certainly uh, make goals and pursue objectives. But we cannot live with an arrogance that presumes that tomorrow is going to automatically come for us. And there are some things that every one of us should have focus on given the brevity of life. In fact, I would say it this way, since it's just a vapor, since life appears and vanishes, make sure you do not fall asleep spiritually. Don't do it. You know, I can think of things that were happening and, you know, they kind of would say, well, if you blink, you'll miss it. But don't fall asleep spiritually. Don't close your eyes to what God is wanting to do in your life and through your life. And, and certainly don't 
begin to live in such a manner where, and some have said this, it's so tempting. Well, I, I'm planning on doing something for God. I'm planning on living for God. I, I really have a desire to experience His will, but you know, I'm in a season right now. Uh, you know, some might say, well, when I get through with, with my schooling, my education, well, when I, we've had some challenges in our family and well, once we move on to this next season, once the, the house sells, once uh, that new job opens up, you know, then I'm going to really be able to buckle down and focus on things uh, spiritually where I can really make sure that I'm in the will of God. That That is such a tempting way to approach your spiritual life and your spiritual health but it's a trap. It's an absolute trap because for one thing, all the while that you're delaying becoming right with God and putting Him first and doing His will, you're missing out on the blessings of God. And that's what's so stunning. God does not set His word and His purpose in motion and, and, and then His whole objective is to basically disqualify or eliminate those that don't line up. No, he sets his plan, his purpose in motion. He gives us his word so that we can experience his blessing. We can live a blessed life, but we have to stay awake spiritually. We have to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, believing that all of his promises will come through uh, and come true in our lives. Uh, In the book of Romans chapter 13, the apostle writes and says, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. And so if spiritually you're asleep, the call of the Spirit is to wake up, awaken to God's purpose, awaken to worship, awaken to the good that you know to do. And the challenge for every believer is don't put off today Uh, until tomorrow. Don't put off until tomorrow the good that you can do today, that is in your power to do today. Love today. Serve today. Forgive today. Make changes that you know are needed in your life. Make those today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't presume that tomorrow will come and that you'll have plenty of time. And so be very careful that given the fact that life is but a vapor, you do not fall asleep spiritually. Another thing to consider is the very will and purpose of God. Do not delay acting in alignment with God's purpose. I was reading and remember recently a a passage from the Old Testament. I'm sorry, I can't recall the exact reference believe it was in Jeremiah where God took the prophet and said, I want to show you something. And he had him go down to the potter's house and and he began to watch what was going on. And the potter was making a vessel there out of clay. And then the vessel was marred in the hands of the potter. And so the potter began to make it again. And then God asked Jeremiah, and it's a question for his people. He says, can I do with you as the potter does for the vessel? And when when it comes to the purpose of God and really letting him have his way in our lives, you know, truly aligning yourself with God's will. So many times our agenda, our thoughts about what we're going to be, what we're going to do, they're so pressing 
and we don't really seek God and say, Lord, I want this, but not my will, but thine be done. And Lord, I'm, I'm interested in going in this direction, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I want to seek your will. I want to feel and believe that what I am doing is in, in alignment with your purpose. I want to be that vessel that you're working on and helping me to be everything that I can be. And the truth of the matter is, if we delay that, again, in the same way that we describe sleeping spiritually and not hearing from God and not obeying His voice, delaying repentance, delaying uh, even doing things that we know would just please God. It's similar, though, when it comes to His purpose. Don't believe, again, in, in the way that some can is, well, I want to do what God's called me to do, but I have to do this first. There's this thing and that thing. Do not fall into that trap because you need at every moment and every season of life, you need to be walking and moving in, in the type of mindset that says, you know what? He is the potter. I am the clay. He's my heavenly father. And he is going to give me direction. He's going to lead me. He's going to help me to know his will and help me to understand his purpose. And I'm going to become what God wants me to be. That's that's what God wants to do for everyone. There's no, no exceptions. God is no respecter of persons. In other words, he does not look at someone and love them more because of background or because of history or, or love someone else more because of where they're from or what uh, nation is part of their culture or heritage. It's not, that's not the way God operates. He doesn't treat the poor differently than the, the wealthy in, in the matter of his purpose. And he wants to allow his glory to be revealed in our lives. And really, nothing can stop it. The devil can't stop it. And life circumstances cannot stop it. Even suffering and pain and, and adversity cannot stop God from making something beautiful out of your life. But I can stop it by simply not yielding to his purpose. By being that vessel that just gets off the wheel and does not submit to God. Recently, in a, in a couple of messages, maybe you've heard these messages even here on the podcast, but I started using this phrase because it just spoke to me in, in a manner that helped me to, to really identify something. And it's simply this, most of creation obeys God, honors God, his purpose, and follows uh, God's will. And so you look at creation and we step back from natural wonders and even things that are fairly commonplace for us to walk out as we did a couple of days this week and see such a beautiful blue sky and, and look at that and say, oh, look at what the Lord has done and what a beautiful day. And we recognize we didn't do that. Man didn't do that. No country, no government, no president did that. But God does it. His handiwork is beautiful. What he does in creation is magnificent. And the reason why creation becomes something beautiful is it follows the word of God. In fact, everything we see, everything we know, God created the world with his word. In fact, he said, let there be light. And there was light and on and on and on. You can read the creation account in the book of Genesis. But the reality is the difference between all of creation 
and us as individuals is he has given us free will. And we get to decide if we're going to honor the direction of the God of the universe. It's stunning when you think about it. No matter who you are, no matter your level of intellect or your financial standing or you know maybe a, a family that is well respected and or maybe one that's not and there's dysfunction or things that you don't even like to discuss because of your background but doesn't matter who you are great or small in the world's estimation you get the opportunity to decide if you're going to honor God most of creation obeys God follows God, follows his word, follows his way, but we get to choose. And how we choose determines the outcome of so many things, and most importantly, our lives. Whether we find purpose, whether we find uh, our God-given direction and the, the fruitfulness that he has promised, if we abide in him, we can bear fruit and be something significant in the purpose of Almighty God. Again, not based on something we deserve, but because of His grace, His mercy, His power. But what a challenge to live life and have a conviction, an understanding, a recognition that says, this is so brief. I don't have any way of knowing what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen next week. And, And so I choose today to honor God to obey his voice, to live with a wisdom that says, Lord, teach me, show me how to do those things that will honor you and glorify your name in real time, everyday life. It it should be this way for us, that we're fighting the good fight, that we're finishing the race, that we're keeping the faith. Those were the things the Apostle Paul was able to say at the end of his life, I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished the race. I've finished my course. And so if that's the way we want to end, that's the way we should be conducting ourselves throughout. God, help me by your grace to fight the good fight of faith. What a concept to stand for truth, to stand for righteousness, to fight the fights that you have to fight for spiritual momentum and to gain ground in the purpose of God. So many people want to fight for all kinds of things, fight for their right. Uh, in various areas of life. And yet what a challenge to stand and have the whole armor of God and to be someone that says my my pursuit, the battle I'm waging is to experience God's purpose, to let faith lead to more faith and more purpose. That's a way to live, to keep running the race with patience and with wisdom with strength that comes from above. That's the way to live, to to make up your mind. I started out, but I'm going to finish. I'm going to do God's will. I'm not going to just be someone that has a form of godliness, but no power, no true relationship with God. I'm not going to start and then get distracted and forget to press all the way on to victory. I want to finish the race. And then, of course, to keep the faith every day, every day to honor God, to uh, not just have faith in God, but to preserve faith in my life and the record of Scripture, the revelation of God and who He is and His purpose. Keep that. Cherish it. In fact, one writer said, buy the truth and sell it not. That's the attitude of someone that knows my life is so brief. 
I've got to make the most of it. I've got to please God. I've got to do what God wants me to do. One translation renders Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It's more of a paraphrase, but it says this. Here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. What an incredible challenge. And even today, as we move forward in this day, honor God, honor His purpose, live with a sense of focus that says, I've been created, I'm going to follow the direction, look for and listen for the direction of the God that created me. I'll be the pot, I'll be the clay. It's he is the potter. I'll be in his hands, following his direction, allowing his will to be accomplished in my life. I'll let his spirit move me and strengthen me. I'll see God's will accomplished in my life. I'm going to finish the race. I'm going to fight a good fight. going to finish the race. going to keep the faith. going to do God's will. going to let him have his way in my life. I challenge you in that direction. I challenge myself. Let's make the most of today. Because we do not have a promise of tomorrow. I pray this week is exciting for you. Blessed that you'd experience wonderful victory as you worship the Lord. And again, we say, if you don't have a church home where you can worship, and especially this week, Palm Sunday, Good Friday is coming up. Our own schedule includes worship, of course, on Palm Sunday and Easter. If the Lord tarries, if we get those days, and then on Good Friday at 7 p.m., uh, that night, we're going to just worship and receive communion together. So it's a great week. We'd love to see you at Grace Apostolic. And pray that wherever you are, you'll experience God's best and that you'll know His power and His peace in your life. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.